This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Good evening, welcome to Leicester Fan TV. It's Monday night and we are getting very, very close to the football season starting. So get your views in, get your comments in and welcome to this week's Fan Zone show. Yes, good evening. Welcome to Jamie's Watching. Hi, how are you, Jamie? Get your views in, get your comments in. Are you excited, Jamie? I know we are getting very excited here. We can finally start to talk about some football. Matt is watching. Hi, Matty Bond. How are you? Hope you're well. Where are you today, Matty? Let us know. Maz is watching. Hi, Maz. Simon, how are you? Simon Gibson, how are you? You've been chatting with Don recently. Mark Charles, hope you're well. Good to see you. Good evening, fellow Foxes, says Mark Charles. Julie's watching as well. Good evening, Julie. Where are you in the world cheering Leicester on? Let us know. Uh, Marius, I want to know, from Goa. There we go. There's a first far-flung Fox. And here's another one. It is Mirko watching in Holland, aren't you, Mirko? I hope you're well. Dave Felstead, come on. get your, we, we can do score predictions finally. Oh, my God. Score predictions, get them in. Andy Meadow says he's buzzing. And uh, Mark Charles straight in with a dig um, about Ben Chilwell. Mark, if you want to talk about Ben Chilwell, we will do. But listen, keep getting your views in, get your comments in. I'll get as many of those up on screen as I can possibly. I'm joined as ever by Tom tonight and also Liam. And we're going to be talking lots of Leicester City. So get your questions in, get your comments in. And uh, good evening to you, Tom. Good evening. You're right, Phil. All right, everyone. Hope we're keeping well. I'm rather excited. How about you, Liam? Yeah, uh, yeah. It's looking forward to getting uh, back to some football and 
some form of normality. Some form. Some form of normality. Yeah, it, Liam, let's start with you. Liam, is you are from Memphis Charity, yes. which we'll come on to in a bit, Liam. Um, and we're, we're pleased to be working with you guys now here at Leicester Fan TV. But Liam, sticking with the football to start with, what is it going to be like in the King Power Stadium on Saturday? On Saturday? I'm going to say Saturday. It's Vicarage Road, of course. It's going to it's going to be a strange one, isn't it? It's going to be a... It's, it's, I think the first couple of games is going to be getting used to what that atmosphere or, or non-atmosphere is going to be like. It's yeah. We've had a couple of conversations about it and looking at how they can create an artificial atmosphere. But it's it's going to be difficult. But I think the important thing is that we're, we're back out and we're finish this season on a high, really. I think that's going to be the big thing now is, is getting the job done. Yeah, Tom, I, I, and I'll ask this to Liam in a minute. We, there's been talk of cardboard cutouts, piped-in noises. What do you think Saturday is going to be like? For for two points of view, firstly, for the fans at, sat at home, and secondly, for the players in that stadium. On the first point, for the fans at home, yeah, it's going to be a strange one. You know, we're all going to be armchair fans, as I heard on Talk Sport the other day. What, you know, what, we, are, we are going to be all, like, armchair fans for the first time ever. Uh, if you don't go to the away games, or even if you're at home to King Power, it's going to be a strange one not actually being in that ground and watching from the telly. Uh, second one for the players, so, you know, they're used to having that uh, vocal atmosphere in the home end, you know, from the boys, especially on the way ends, you know, the fans make such a noise at the away games. So I think this weekend it will be an interesting game for both sets of players. I know we've had a few behind closed door games against Villa, uh, you know, to build up for this game at the week on, on Saturday. But it will be strange for lads who run out of ground with an empty stadium and be able to hear each other. Because that's one thing you don't hear. You hear you don't hear the talking on a pitch where I think you will hear it at the weekend. Yeah, Ross says even though it's behind closed doors, it's great to see the football back. He's predicting Leicester to win two one. Uh, Sean is saying we're going to need some sort of crowd noise to to cut out the volume of the players swearing here and there, which I guess is true. Um, Jamie's saying, what do we think to being linked with the Brentford winger? Which is uh, transfer talk. Tom, I haven't heard any of that. Had you? It's one we were linked for before January. Uh, yeah, good little player. Again, it depends where the ambition of the club is. Uh, are we going to keep going down the you know youth rank like we did with uh, Madison and hope we pick another gem up for the championship? What's well, always possible, but if you want to be pushing in you know, top four in the Champions League, then you've got to be going to sign a little bit more better quality than a championship player. Liam, coming back to the to what might happen at the King Power, which is obviously next Tuesday when we play Brighton. Uh, myself and you were in a, a bit of a fans forum video last week, weren't we? Or was it the week before with the club? Yeah, and a couple of weeks ago, yeah. I, I, don't, I can't give too much away, obviously, of what was in there, but they, I haven't heard anything particular coming out from that as, as a direction any of the clubs are going in. Have you? No, I think the, the lead's coming from the Premier League. I think the Premier League are taking up a majority of the grounds with some kind of, of covering to, one, prevent the ball going missing because with no ball boys, I think they're trying to put something up that prevents it from going too far and too much time being taken. But it was an, an interesting conversation and a lot a lot came from the club. Like I say, can't go into too much detail, but that they are taking on board. They were, they were speaking to the fans when we spoke to them and then they were speaking to the players the next day to see what the players players wanted. Um, but I think they were as much in the dark as, as we are at the moment. And I think I think that's why I said earlier, the, the, the first two games will get a, a feel for what it's going to be like. And, and 
I think taking the Bundesliga, for instance, they've made some changes as things have gone along to improve it. But like, we're never going to get the atmosphere that we've had before. So I saw. I think I've, I've watched around the world what people have been doing. Obviously, we've talked about the cardboard cutouts, piped in noise. I saw uh, one. One team had took, it obviously cost a lot of money, they'd, they'd built a virtual stand of fans, I don't know if you two have seen it, put up some ginormous digital screens down the side of one side of the stands and then had had fans literally piped in there via Zoom and, and the players could see them, the players were going up when they scored and reacted with them, Tom. Yeah, I had seen that film, it was quite impressive that uh, they'd spent all that money getting the, the Zoom uh, live uh, feature to the ground, I mean, it's, it is something that we'd love to do, but it's got to cost them money, and I don't think the club have got the time to sort that kind of thing out. I think uh, whoever sorted that so must have spent quite a bit of time from lockdown, knowing that when it restarted, they were going to, have to try and do something like that. Look, it is a weird atmosphere. It's not the best. We all want to be at the ground, but for safety reasons, we all know at the moment it's not the best thing to do. Uh, let's just hope that we can get the end of the season done, finishing the top four. What's you know still there to be done? Still work to do with the games we've got. Some tough games we've got to play. They're still. Uh, and then we can look forward to next season. And hopefully, you know, there's talk of October, November time that the grounds will be reopened and fans can get back in again. I mean, I think there's talk about mid, uh, second week of September for the season to restart uh, the new the next football season. So it's not far off. Let's just hope by October we're, we're back in there supporting the boys. Liam, listen, we can, we can carry on talking about this, but we can also talk about who do you think might play, what sort of team is it going to be? Because we can actually talk about players it's playing bad. on the pitch, can't we? So we can forget all that piped-in crowd stuff. It is going to happen or is it going to happen? Um, let's get back onto the real stuff. Jamie Vardy needs to get back and find... It's going to be a weird mini-season, isn't it? This nine games, Liam. What, what do you think Leicester could do and how do you think we could do it? I think you're going to see... I think you're going to see across the board with the Premier League but uh, is a variety of players with, it, with so many games so close together I think we've got to start the strongest thing we possibly can um, I don't know if Ricardo is going to be back at any point if it doesn't look like it but you've got to go out strong and then and then see as things go along I think having more subs on the bench as well gives you more options um, it's, but it's, it's it's what there's a few youth lads coming through as well that will get an option on the bench so it, it's all it's all bright in what we've got it, there's not too much missing and we've got to go as strongly as we can because we've got to keep ahead of, of Chelsea and, and the pack that coming behind it because it's it's on it's up to us. Tom, do you think do you think I mean Liam's just hinted there five subs. It's like a new tactic for managers to play with, isn't it? Do you do you bring somebody on it towards the end of the first half now? You know, you really can have some impact with five subs, something none of us have ever really seen apart from in friendlies where it's never the same, is it Tom? What's your thoughts on that? <laughs> the five subs the subs is massive. Massive. But again, I don't think you use them too early because you can unsettle the balance of the team that you pick. For me, you go with your best 11. Uh, look, Ricardo probably won't play between now and the end season. What would be a shame because he's been brilliant. But I saw enough in James Justin against Villa to say that kid's got something about him to play. Considering he played left back, he's not his normal position. I know he's played there for Luton and everything like that and he has got a left foot. He's naturally right-footed. He did a really good job on that left-hand side. Helped set one of the goals up and got the penalty for Barnes in little one-twos, look very confident on the ball. So we're quite happy with the right-back position. Centre-off, it picks itself. He ain't going to change the team too much than what that team against Villa for me. The subs, though, yes, it does come into play. And with the subs we've got and the pace in that team, 
players to come in off the bench, you know, it's going to open the games up for us more than it will some other teams who have got bigger squads, got a lot of defensive players. We are lucky we've got a lot of offensive players, you know, Nacho, Gray. I mean, Gray's not featured, but but it gives him an option to get some more game time now that he's allowed to make five subs. And if you think about it, it means you can say to the likes of Barnes or Brighton, run your socks off for 40, 50 minutes because we can make, a, you know, we've got extra subs to make now. We haven't got to worry about, well, we've only got three subs, so we've got to keep one in case someone gets injured. Madison, run your socks off into the ground. We can then bring you off and bring someone else on. The options are there with us. We've got such a big squad when it comes to, you know, offense's option going forward that it's going to be massive for us, you know, push to the end of the season with all the players. Um, Carl's asking Liam about this. Do you think do you think the five subs could actually benefit the bigger teams, i.e., the people who've got more quality and depth in their in their squads? Which I sort of say Leicester could be one of those teams, but it might will it potentially suit the big so-called big teams, Liam? Do you think? I think it's it's bound to where the where the money is is where the players. You look at Man City; they could put if it was eleven subs, they could bring a whole new team in and, and still fit out a, a decent quality side. Um, but we've got to go with what we've got. And and if if it is going to be an advantage to the big clubs, then we've got to look at uh, different ways of playing that. It's, it's just going to be a new tactic for the rest of the season. It's, it's a nine-game season now, and it's a, it's a mini-season to run for. So you've got to go with what you've got. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Sean here has put in his starting 11, um, which I think is not too far off it, Tom. Uh, he's put Casper, obviously, James Justin, so and Evans, Chilwell, and Diddy Chowdhury, I guess, could be a question mark whether it would be Chowdhury and and Diddy, a bit defensive possibly. Barnes, Madison, Vardy, I would say, are going to be in. But it's two it's two picks there, Tom. Chowdhury and Albrighton. Big fan of Albrighton. I'd have him in there, but I don't think I that's. I personally don't see how you can drop Albrighton from his performance against Villa. Two assists, very good assists <laughs> in that game. I forgot, Tom, it's that long ago. Uh, and then you look at Chowdhury. Look, I love Chowdhury, and he's going to be some player that boy can play. You know, his defensive work, he's got to work on his passing. That's probably the one thing that lets him down. But at the moment, come on. I mean, for me, I think Dennis Pratt walks into the team and Tillemans isn't far behind him. I mean, but Tillemans a lot, is getting a lot of stick for me, and it's unfair stick. Yes, he hasn't shown the quality he did in his loan spell. But if you look at his stats, he sets his goals up. I think he's on nine assists, ten assists nearly this season. He set two up against Chelsea at home the game before Villa. So he's not having a bad season. He's just not having that season that we all thought he'd come in and been a well-beater. And do you know what? He's a young man. He's got a lot to learn still to, you know, that standards are set, that he's got to keep those standards. And I think we've seen with uh, Brendan, when he's not having the best of times, he isn't scared to drop him. And Tillemans even said he prefers if someone's being honest and say, you're not playing well enough, you're going to be pulled. Because in some ways, Tillemans then come back stronger and fights for his place. Uh, but at the moment, Dennis Pratt is just, for me, he's up there with player of the season. People can laugh at that. But he's, every time he plays, he has a 9 out of 10 game for me. I don't think I've ever seen him anywhere below 8 out of, you know, eight out of 10. His standards are so high and his work rate, for me, he's been one of the signings of the summer for a player. You know, The money we've spent, was it 18 million? So not that for a player. We didn't really know little about, and there was other clubs after him. He's a he's a good little player to have in the squad, and next season he'll be massive if we get Champions League football to have all these players firing in all cylinders. Liam, do you think Dennis Pratt? What Tom going off what Tom's saying there? Do you think Dennis Pratt is a bit like Michael Brighton, a bit of an unsung hero, and, and yet you get the glamour players like Yuri Tillemans, James Madison, who take take all the glamour and credit. 
I think that's it. He's not a glamour player. He'll get in there and do a job. Um, and you need players like that. It, it, it's key to what to what the, the, the side needs. You've got your Madisons, your Vardys, the more more spectacular players. But you need it. You need someone that's just going to do a job. And he he, do, he does a job, um, and he does a job well. So it, it, I think, like you say, with with all Brighton when he's played, he, he does a job and he does it to a high standard. And, and that's that's what you need. Um, you look at the, the thing with playing Chowdhury. Again, you've got the options of if we we start attacking. If we get into a position where we can bring in and, and put in Didi and, and Chowdhury in with five subs, you can do that. And if it doesn't work, you can change it again. That's another advantage that we've got. So, uh, Rudy's putting here, Tom. Um, he's watching from Cyprus. Good evening, Rudy. Hope it's uh, nice and warm there. But he says, looking forward to Saturday's game. We need a strong start. It is, it is a bit like the season starting all over again. And but there's so short time to recover. You don't want to be that team who who goes into a bad start to it, Tom, do you? You want to go in flying. Like I say, for me, these games have got to be played like a cup final. Every single one of them has to be played like a cup final. Just leave everything out there because we're not going to get a second chance to get Champions League football. You know, it's nine games. It's pick the points up as quick as you can to make sure we're mathematically clear of everyone else. Then, you know, take your foot off the gas if you need to and concentrate on the FA Cup. I mean, there is one point in it. Let me just find it, Phil. Click on it. There we go. Go on. Uh, the one, if it'll come up. Even, you know, Perez has a point to prove. I don't think Perez has shown as much as he can do this season. He's been all right at times. He's, I think he's on nine goals now, is it? Or something like that. Five to six assists in the league. Uh, but his look best is when he's played that number 10 role. And that's what I mean. The five subs coming into play. Even if he doesn't start, you've got that option of bringing off Madison if you run himself into the ground. And I love Madison's bits. But every single game, it seems to get to about 80 minutes and he just seems to fade off. And that's maybe fitness or just to maybe puts that much into a game that he can't, you know, last the full 90. People like Perez, he got opportunities then. The 10 minutes to go is come on and try and make something happen. He, well, looks, better. he looks better as a number 10 than he does out wide where he's got to try and make something happen. He gets the ball into feet. The West Ham game away was proven that he set two goals up by being in and around the box and helping the play build. I think Perez's stats are quite healthy, Liam, if you look at him as a stat basing. But from a from a fan's point of view, in the stands, I know personally I watch Perez and he does he frustrates me at times because I, I, I'm still waiting to see him be consistent and always be reliably a decent... This is why I like Albrighton, because he always gives you an 8 out of 10 performance. It's never outstanding, but it's never, never anything much below a 7 or 8. But Perez, sometimes I could give him a 2 or a 3, but... On his day, he could get 10, Liam. I think that's the thing. You, you look at it and you talk about... The, the Newcastle fans had the same thing. He was inconsistent. But when he was on it, he was on it. And when he wasn't, he wasn't. But it's it's when he's going to be on it. That's the thing. And would I start him? Probably not. Um, but like Tom says, you've got options off the bench. And if he's going to go out all out for 10 minutes, then then we, we play him in that, in, that, in that chance. And we bring him on for 10 minutes and we, and we give him a pop. And then you're going to see it that he'll probably be on the bench for one game and start the next because the turnaround is so quick that but like he's got it he's got to hit the ground running no matter if he starts or comes off the bench he's 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 got to be more consistent um and and why you you've got nine game run you you've got to have those consistent players in and and if it's going to be a, a place of putting old brighton in and he's going to be consistent you've got to start with someone that's that's more consistent on a regular basis so 
Tom, there's been talk, and I don't want to get into it because we want to concentrate on the league, but there has been talk about transfer rumours, a lot of Chilwell talk, a lot of this, and, and I'm surprised there hasn't been much Madison talk yet, which I'm quite pleased about, but it's going to come, if you ask me. Do you think this mini-season, do you think some players are going to see it as a shot window? Do you think some players are going to be a little bit ginger? Do you, you know, do you know what I mean? Is it, is it going to affect things? Obviously, you know, speculation. When we've got such a young, healthy squad, we're always going to have people being linked with other teams. Uh, the Chilwell one, look, again, it's one of those, you only want players at the football club who want to be at the football club. He, you know, I've seen reports saying he wants to go to Chelsea. He wants this. A bit like Maguire last year. If he wants to go, as long as the money's there, let them go. We're proven that we can find replacements for these players. And if someone else you 80 million, you're going to turn it down. But I also think some of the fans have to blame towards, you know, the cheer while wanting to leave. Mm. I mean, much as he says he sticks up for and the fans are brilliant. God, I mean, the amount of times we've sat in the home end and heard the fans groaning when he makes a mistake and getting on his back. The boy's 21, 22. What do you think? He thinks, well, what's the point of playing here if they've crowded on my back every time I make a single mistake? I understand the highly played players, but in football, people make mistakes. It happens. I think the fans, you know, sometimes will take a bit more responsibility for themselves and getting on players back. You know, they're quick enough to say, well, get rid of him, get rid of him. He's an England international. Yes, but he's defensively. He can be poor. I'm not saying he's the best defender. He's not Christian Foot. He's not naturally defensive. But watch him go forward when he gets the ball. He can make stuff happen. We've seen it happen. It's just, do you know what? He's just having a season where he's hit the high at the beginning. And then he seemed to fade after Christmas quite dramatically. Uh, but everyone's quick enough when Fuchs come in. We understand what Fuchs gives you. He gives you that, you know, solid defence, but he doesn't give you the going forward option anymore because his legs haven't really got that in them. Liam, do you think potentially uh, Ben Chilwell, I'd like to know your views on Ben Chilwell, but do you think if the stands are empty, then there's, there's perhaps less pressure and he can perhaps relax down into his game, Liam? I think the the big thing with Chilwell is his confidence. I think where, when he has fell off, he's fell off massively because he's his his confidence has gone. And and Brendan's tried to bring that confidence back and boost him up. But other like Tom says, we have to take a little bit of responsibility. We're we're as a fan base, we're we we're eager when he was coming through, and he, he must be doing something right because he's a, he's an England regular, and and you don't get linked with Man City and Chelsea if you've not got something about you. Yeah, he has off games, but but he's a young lad. I think. The thing about this squad is that we've got a, a, a very, very young squad and they're going to have off days. It, but you, the good thing about it, again, is if he if he does go, then we've got we've got James Justin, we've got Christian Fuchs still at the club and he's likely to stay. It, it's it, I think it's going to be one out again. I think in the summer it's going to be one big one big out like it has been regularly throughout this. It's, and it's get as much money as we can. And if, if like, like Tom said, if a player doesn't want to be at the club, then that, that's it. They they want to move on for any whatever their reasons are. It's it's a short career. Let them get on with it. Um, he's, he does a job, and if he wants to go and do it somewhere else, then fair play. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of fans would agree with you, especially like the Harry Maguire thing has has shown us, and even Riyad Mahrez. You get enough money, you know, you can move on, and we can keep building. Mark Charles is a massive Ben Chilwell fan. I'm only kidding, Mark. I know you can't stand <laughs> that. Um, uh, says Chilwell, go now. Absolute rubbish. I'm, I'm always going to argue about that, Mark, because I, I think he is a good talent and a young prospect, like we're saying. But I, I would probably gladly take anything over 55, 60 million and uh, move on, Tom. Yeah, but I'm just going to say, you know, we talk about Chilwell, you get some see. But come on, Jamari Gray, for me, he's been at the football club four and a half years. We're going to talk about rubbish. We talk about a player <laughs> we're paying 55 grand a week for. 
you know, put play who barely plays a game for this football club anymore, who came in with potential and has never developed. I've never seen him get better. I think you've seen glimpses of what we can do. We saw that with the goal at Man United away when he saw one in the top corner. Uh, the game against Everton at home when Puel first came in, he had a blind of that game. We suddenly thought, oh, we might get a manager who can get the best out of him. But every time you see one good game, the next six are absolutely dire. And you're thinking, what's going on? Why can this lad who has so much potential in him not get anything, get a run of games together to show what he can do? When talk, get rid of players, let's get offload Damari Gray to cut the wage bill down. Because for me, 55000 a week he's on. Doesn't, it's beggar belief of why we're paying that kind of money to a talent. You know, doesn't really want to be here by the looks of it. His, uh, his body language never really shows you of a player that committed to playing anymore with us. So they're the kind of players we need to offload. Let's remember the, the, this summer is going to be massive this football club with Champions League. We, we made a right mess last time with Champions League football gone by players Slimani, Musa. We brought in the wrong talent. We should have gone when I said at the time the players we should have brought in were players with uh, you know Premier League experience, uh, a bit of Champions League experience about them, and try and build there. This year, if we get Champions League, we can't muck it up for a second time by going out and buying players we've never heard of. And you've got to go and get the right calibre of play if you want to progress higher up the league. Because if we get that fourth, third, fourth spot, we're going to be expected to challenge that for the next few years. You know, the Leicester fans will expect so. You've got to get the right calibre of player in to keep up those standards. And if you look at it, King's going to go. You know, Gray's going to go. Fuchs, I hope we'll stay one more year. Hopefully get another season out of Fuchs. Where's Morgan? One more season for me. Put him on the bench. Worst case scenario. But you've got Benkovic, who's going to come back. And for me, looks a very, very talented young player. Again, he's going to be challenged for next season. Liam, uh, I mean, a lot of, lot of comments there. Most fans would get rid of Demar Gray. I don't want to turn this into a Demar Gray beating session. But um, we did, Tom alluded to the fact about Champions League signing the summer. I'm, I'm more concerned about just getting in this Champions League with nine games to go, Liam. It's it's there for us to mess up, which I hate being in that position as a Leicester fan. Yeah, it, it is. It's our job to do and we've got to go for it. And that's why I think we've, we have got to go for it. From from Saturday onwards, we've just got to, we've got to, pile into it and 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 go go for a game and try and take the game by the juggler and, and not sit back not play too defensive we, we might as well go for it the, go, the, again i go back to the five subs it gives us options within a game but we've we've, we've got to put out the, the best possible team on that first game and hit the ground running when we hit the ground running at the start of the season historically we've always had a good run for a good nine ten eleven games so we've got nine games so let's let's get it get going from from game one and because we've got that that quick turnover, we, we, we can afford to, to, if we hit the ground running, it will slow down. If it slows down towards the end, then game's going to run out pretty quickly. So, And then we've got the FA Cup as well. So it's it, we've got options, haven't we? Massive. massive. I'd say you've got to count in the, the three games in the FA Cup if you get to the final. So, you know, 10, 11, 12 games for a season. Look, the FA Cup is the magic of the FA Cup. We all have to say that. But this year... I don't it's think the magic's be, there, Tom, this year. It's going to be very strange if we got to a final. We can't take any fans into the ground. God. It'd be, it, would, it would be Leicester, wouldn't it? It would be typical Leicester. Good old Leicester. Go and win the FA Cup with no fans, eh? I, I listen. I've I've watched Leicester for many years. I've never seen. I've seen us get to uh, FA Cup semi final once when I was a kid in '82. I'd love us to get to Wembley. 
up until now, and I'd say it's gone for me now. I'd much rather focus on the Premier League, Liam, and just I would, I'd let the FA Cup go if it meant getting Champions League qualification. I really would. I think I, I, again, if we start, we start strongly, then then we go into the FA Cup strong and we keep it on because we don't want to lose that form because of a, a, an FA Cup game. I think we we put out the strongest possible team. With, with within reason, I think that's where you, you are taking Vardy out and you put in Nacho in. You, you are making changes in the in the FA Cup games and resting players where possible. But yeah, it, it would be typical Leicester. We get to and, and win it with no one in the in the ground. It's it's got it written all over it. That's just a Leicester thing to do. But it, <laughs> yeah. it gives us options. We've we've got we've got some young lads in there that have been that have been given an opportunity then why not give them a chance if it's a, a one-off game depending on who uh, who we get after we after Chelsea then we might as well go for it Liam before we let you go um and I'll finish off with Tom talk us through we're, we're pleased to sign up with you guys I say sign up we always live to give we, we work with local businesses who help us do the Leicester fan TV stuff but we always like to work with one charity and just give as much publicity to guys as possible we were doing it with Bodie Hodges we worked with them for a good long time but we're very very pleased to welcome on board Memphis um, who are a Leicester based charity Liam can you just explain briefly to people who are watching what Memphis do and why, why we think it's a great tie up so we're a, a disabled children's charity. We've been around 50 years. It was our 50th uh, year this year, and we had lots of celebrations planned, but for obvious reasons, they are uh, now, it's going to be 51 years celebrating. <laughs> yeah. um, we we work, we do activity clubs, we do, we support, we do work experience and work opportunities for the 41,000 plus disabled children and young people in Leicester, Leicestershire and Rutland. Um, as historically, we were the we were the charity that if a if a family found out they were going to have a disabled child when they were born, we would go in and support from day one. Um, as things have have changed over the years, we now support from from th- that start point through to twenty five. So we, we a child can come in and in and work with us at the at the beginning, and we will work through all the way through until they go and find employment, hopefully. That's the ideal solution. Um, we moved into the Bassett Centre in um, in Wigston in um, January. We opened the doors. In there has got all of the facilities, sensory room. We have a sensory hairdresser comes in every week and works with children there. We have um, clubs and activity clubs that come in uh, in the week. And we've also on, on site got a coffee shop which generates money for us. But we then take groups out to, um, we work with Caterpillar in Desford. We have a, um, a work experience group on there. Um, and it, and we're just, the, the, the idea of the charity is, is to try and have a positive impact on every one of those 41,000 plus children if we can. A lot of the stuff we've been doing in lockdown is um, sending out packed activity, educational packs for those families that are really struggling, food packages, um, just and things to give parents respite and a chance to... Um, have a bit of a break when they can um but also stimulating the children um i worked at dorothy goodman school uh, in hinkley for four years working with them and and brought jamie and vardy and, and becky vardy as patron ambassador back in 2014 um and they had a big impact on the kids it was a, it was initially that when they came in was about boosting their aspirations um christian fuchs did a arranged through note fruits given um, and we've, I've just taken that, mem- that that into Memphis and we're trying to get these kids opportunities. They've got dreams and aspirations like everybody else. And, and just because they've got 
a disability or an additional need, then they should be able to do what they want to do and, and try to do what they want to do. Um, and that's what the charity is trying to enable, really. And you said for over 40,000 kids yeah, in Le- right. at, at the moment. There's over 41,000 children and young people um, with a disability of some description um, in Leicester, Leicestershire, Rutland. Um, that's from autism, ADHD, um, Down syndrome, cerebral palsy, through to, to more physical disabilities. And, and because we work across the board, there's, there's plenty of scope for us to work, um, to do wheelchair training. The, the on-site hairdresser enables parents to bring their kids in that have sensory disorders and they, they're trained to, to cut hair. Um, for these kids and it, it it's giving them everything they can possibly need but also um in a in a situation and an environment that suits them so we are um at the minute just looking at putting an inclusive cinema in into the center so um from next year they'll be able to come and have a, a, a cinema show um they could put football on if we can get the rights and everything but they, they can sit in, a, in an environment that suits them um I'm just speaking to the club at the moment about the possibility of as things change about whether there will be a, in the, either in the new, the extension or in the ground, a sensory room put in for children that could go and enjoy the football because they're starting to pop up in, in other clubs. And I think it'd be great if we could we could see that in the club. So it, I'm working with, with those and, and the other sports clubs to to bring those children and young people into the, into the football and, and sporting environment as well. So it's it's great to be on board and it, and it, it broadens our, our reach and enables us to get more people on board because we look at the um the things we're doing at the moment it's cost us 39 pounds a family to get um food packages and and uh, educational and care packages out to these kids now it's tight at the moment for everybody but we've seen it over this this period that people are doing fundraisers and if they raise raise a couple of hundred quid that's a couple of couple of families that are supported through small donations so it's it's massive fantastic Liam. We're, we're dead chuffed to be working with you guys and i'm just helping get out the fantastic work that you do i can't believe it's over 40 41,000 kids or young people in leicester are affected by all this and that you guys help them out and website is liam for people who want to go and help and maybe donate it's memphis.org.uk and everything's on there for just giving page and everything but that's great thanks fellow we, we are great we're pretty great appreciate being on board and we're looking forward to it well we welcome you guys on board and we'll keep tagging and, and hashtagging you in and all sorts and getting people out there so every leicester fan knows memphis uk by the time we finish working with you liam thanks for joining us tonight brilliant thanks gents appreciate it take care we'll see you soon i'll let liam go thank you so much tom that just leaves me and you to finish up and wrap up the show have you seen tom look you're gonna like this have you seen this that we're giving away oh are you sending that to me in the post yeah look at that that's just amazing do you know, these are the pies you get in the King Power Stadium. Oh, they, they, they are tasty. I'm not going to I've, I've had one before. They are you, very good. Do you want me to speak to Piglet's Pantry and get your box then? I, I think you might have to, mate. We're giving <laughs> one away and let me see if I can sort you one out, Tom. I t- I'm, am I going to eat all six in one sitting? That's the question. Is that the challenge live on Facebook? <laughs> God, I think they're nice, but I don't think I could do six. <laughs> I tell you, my, my lads, I've got two teenage lads, and they they won't they, they won't leave them alone. I'm like, let them be, lads. Tom, yeah, are you looking for you're looking forward to Saturday anyway? Oh man, I think it's just relief. Uh, I know we're starting to go back to normality, but normality is a very long, long way, you know, 
when you think about shopping won't be the same for 18 months or so, maybe 12 months. Football is, you know, it's, it's nice to have something to look forward to. It's been a long time waiting for this to happen. Yes, it's not the it's not normal when we ain't been the ground, but at least we're watching our team again. And do you know what? The players know how much we, you know, support them. And hopefully that will just spur them on to the, the edge. Phil's <laughs> pie challenge. Hey, Ross, enter the competition and um, you can have them as well, Ross, mate. Um, Tom, you're starting your show finally on Wednesday. Well, now we're in I the mean, man cave. People don't know this is the man cave. There's a few bits of get... beer. Hang on, Phil. Let's do a little... You do a tour of the Fox's Tale, which is going to be hosting so we've got Wednesday night shows. Bar. Nice. Got, right. all all TV. We're all done. We're all ready. So, yeah, Wednesday night, it's going to be Fox's Tales. He's lost the camera work now. This camera guy yeah. you've, you've hired in, Tom, is shocking. But Who yeah, we got so on Wednesday night? Steve Linux. You know, you've got, we said you've got to, you've got to just save, you've got to shave this off, Tom, and just have that there. Exactly. Just for him. <laughs> you've got to have a Steve yeah, Linux touch. Steve Larnick's a legend of the penalties for us, as I was briefly told by Jamie yesterday. The what, sorry? Legend of the penalties. Penalties, and also Carl Muggleton told us last week, and I do remember this, he says his biggest memory of Steve Linex was watching him uh, swim on the wing in the rain in puddles. Yes, against Southampton, I've been informed by the Stato Jamie. Stato. So, uh, yeah, I think Jamie might be on with us as well. Fantastic. So, uh, yeah, it should be a good show and looking forward to it. Brilliant. Thanks, Tom. We'll see you then. Cheers. Letting Tom go. Thank you for Tom. Thanks for everybody who's been watching. Somebody on the Facebook group says, Tom, where's your optics? Um, I do like Ross's pie challenge. Don't forget, if you want to eat these pies, here's a proper look at them again. If you want to to win these pies, a whole box full. I nearly dropped them. Can't drop the pies. Oh, my God. From Piglet's Pantry. They're there. We've also got a case of beer from the guys that eat me. There's loads of freebies this week. Everybody's getting so excited. Chappers, hope you're well. Chappers has told us he's hurt his foot and he's in hospital tonight. So, Lee Chapman, uh, with you in mind, I'm going to get on the... Hope you're well, Lee, and I'm going to put the socials on just as a thank you. Don't forget to follow us at Leicester Fan TV, wherever you're watching or subscribe. Uh, thanks to all these guys. Obviously, Memphis is down there. There's Memphis. But thanks to all the other guys who help sponsor us and help us get the tech and do stuff for you. We run on a shoestring here. So if anybody does run a business and wants to get involved, please do get involved. Thanks to Liam from Memphis for joining us tonight. Uh, Mostly thanks for all your views and comments. We couldn't do this without your show. It's nearly back. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. 
However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.